good except for Monday nights. You there, there is no substitute for Monday night football. There is nothing like it, and any athlete will tell you that is one of your favorite game days. It stands out so much more than any Sunday 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock game. The Sunday night games are cool as well, without a doubt. Like You get that same energy, that sure. same excitement, but it's something about Monday night football just because the history of it. Think about before Sunday night football became big, it was always Monday night football. Mm-hmm. There was no that, Thursday night right. football, except for maybe on Thanksgiving. But Right, but even with that, it was you already knew who that match it was going to be. Right. And there was no parody in that. <laughs> Lions and Cowboys every yeah, single year. period. But, but Monday night football, just the energy. I mean, everything associated with it. If you have, your, if you have kids, I remember the one thing I used to love about Monday night football was I got to take my kids to school prior to having to go to the game. Oh, nice, yeah. And you go out to the bus stop or you drive them to the school and you're dropping them off and you just feel the energy. You see all the kids out there wearing their Steelers colors because it's Pittsburgh. Everybody wears their, their, no their black and gold on game day. And then you run into the fans, they're like, hey, big game tonight. You ready? How you feel? And he's got that look like, oh, it's going to be special. That's oh, all you on. need to know. It's going to be special. And you know here in Pittsburgh, we don't lose on prime time. Nope. Coach Tomlin and the Steelers record in primetime games, phenomenal. 15-2 and two I mean, that, under that's, Coach Tomlin. You, you don't just accidentally do that. I don't care what players you've had. I don't care under what regime you've done it with. That's That doesn't just happen haphazardly. So when you think about all those things, man, it, it was always a special feeling. And these players, man, that I talked to today, they still feel the exact same way. You look in their eyes, they're chomping at the bit. And the fact that they had to wait a little while. I mean, when you think about how much time has been coming off of a bye week and then you have to wait the extra day to get to Monday, I mean, it feels like that charging game felt like it was two months ago. It Let's really be real does. about it. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I was thinking that, too. Like, it feels like the Steelers haven't played in four, three, four weeks. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it feels like. So, for them, they are super excited about today's game. Chomping at the bit. And how could you not be even more excited when you're looking at how favorable this matchup is? Then you look at the other teams in your division, Browns loss, Bengals loss. You have to be excited. You're saying, hey, I got a chance to gain more ground. Ravens it, sitting idle. Absolutely. I have, I, have enough, I have another opportunity to gain more ground, to make up for what happened earlier in the season. And when you're thinking about the players and how much they've had to overcome and develop to get to this point, well, now – you get a chance to put it all together. Now you get a chance to get that confidence going a little bit more. And it's just a great opportunity for these guys tonight. It really is. And you talked about it, the history of this team after the bye week under Mike Tomlin. Eight and four after the bye week. That's winning two out of three games, including a three and one mark win at home at the friendly confines of one Heinz of the Field. Best to do it. 75 and 35 post bye week his entire career so not just the week after all those games that's again 67 percent win percentage two out of three games I think it's like you mentioned with a team that's chomping at the bit with a team that feels like they haven't played in a while you gotta like this Miami squad coming into town now I know Arthur Motes you are preaching this quite often it's the national (laughs) football league right i don't care what your record is anybody can beat anybody on any day well and i think the biggest thing when we say anybody could beat anybody we're more so hinting at no team just sucks no every team every team has talent. you have to remember this minka fitzpatrick a guy that we love here in pittsburgh a guy that we rave about league wide was on this dolphins team early this season so by any means do you think that he's a scrub not a chance 
You think Xavier and Howard is a scrub? Not a chance. So those are the things that when I talk about any team can beat anybody, you always you can never take a team lightly. That's what I'm hitting to. Particularly one like this, right, that is kind of backed into a corner that everyone's been talking about how they're tanking and they're trying to lose. Certainly has some pride on the line. You've talked about this. Yeah, management, quote-unquote, tanks. Correct. And tries to do some things to, to put their team in position to not have success. But Miami's coming here to try and win a football game. Those players aren't, you know, flying up here yesterday or whenever they came to Pittsburgh. Those players aren't at their hotel, at their team meetings, at their team lunch right now in Pittsburgh thinking, all right, man, we're going to go out there and we're just going to bomb this one tonight. They want to win. They're saying, hey, look, we can come out here on Monday night in front of a national audience. We can get that first win. We can, you know, put the Steelers' season one foot in the grave almost. But with all that in mind, I do think – this is a good opponent to have, one, when you're trying to bring your backup, now-turned-starting quarterback back into the fray, and when you're kicking off an important three-week stretch here for the Steelers as well. Yeah, without a doubt it is. And when you think about this Dolphins team, kind of what you touched on in terms of the players not tanking, management is, you look at how they played the past two weeks. They lose by one to the Redskins, 17-16. They lose by 10 to the Bills, but... We talked about how they were winning the majority of that game, and it came down to a field goal that ultimately put them behind, and then uh, they ran back the onside kick. But other than that, these guys have been getting better. But when you look at this Steelers team, if they are who we say they are in terms of a very talented team, in terms of a team that has had costly turnovers, that have had a negative impact in terms of wins and losses for them, but they still have the opportunity to make it to the playoffs, if all of that is true, None of that should matter versus the Dolphins. They should win this game, and it shouldn't be close if they are who they say we are. Now, we'll find out a lot about this Steelers team because if they drop this game, I feel like that pretty much puts the nail in the coffin for this team. Yeah. So, I don't – like I said, it's hard for me to call this a trap game, but in terms of being a must-win, this team has to feel the urgency. They have to understand what's on the line for them. They don't have any more opportunities to just drop games. Sure. And especially versus teams like this who they should beat. Yeah, there's no doubt. And particularly, I think, too, as you mentioned, it doesn't uh, – these next two weeks, it only gets more difficult after tonight. You can look at the back end of the Steelers' schedule and think there's some favorable matchups on there, right? Okay, you get the Jets and – you have the Browns twice, which is starting to look like it might be. And then you get the Bengals again on there, right? And But, man, you look at these next two weeks after Colts, tonight. Rams. Colts, Rams, two teams that are playing very good football right now. Yeah, uh, you don't want to be 2-5 and five when you've got to take on the, the Colts who are rolling right now and you've got to go out to the West Coast to play the Rams who are like a rejuvenated defense. Well, no, no, the, the Rams are, or the Rams are coming here. That's yeah, so, right. Sorry. So they're home, so that's so the benefit. So they're both home. That's right. The right. next three weeks are all at home. But still, man, a rejuvenated Colts team that looks like Jacoby Brissett is finally really comfortable with Absolutely. what he's being asked to do. And, man, that he looked great at the end of that drive, on that oh, last drive well, of the game. Well, and the thing is, man, he's ability to extend plays. Yes his ability to shake off defenders and place the ball accurately. That's the things that I'm liking the most. And obviously, you know what they have in T.Y. Hilton, his big playability. Marlon Mack is starting to get back healthy. You know, he dealt with the ankle injury earlier in the season. So you look at all of those things for that Colts team, and you're saying to yourself, hey, that that's going to be a tough one. And they're finding ways to win ugly. That Broncos game was whew, ugly, but they found a way to get it done. 
I mean, the walk-off 50, what, 51 yarder? 51 yarder. By Vinatieri. Yeah, he's not done yet. Not at all. He made a 55 yarder earlier. In I that know. Game like, too. He, he's one of those guys. It's like, if Justin Tucker's career goes the way it should go, you look at him in that spectrum. Yeah. Like, that. that's what I feel like you gauge kickers off of. Sure. Sure. In terms of regular season success, in terms of Super Bowl success, in terms of longevity, he is the guy. Mm hmm. He really, it's impressive. And that Colts team, again, they had some struggles the first couple weeks of the mm -hmm. season, I think, when they were kind of trying to reassess themselves, right? Figure yeah. out who they are now in the absence of Andrew Luck. And they had some injuries on defense. Malik Hooker back healthy, Western Pennsylvania's own. Darius, Darius Leonard, Leonard back healthy, one of the most underrated linebackers in all of football. FCS boys. It's got to start tonight for the Steelers to get some momentum, to get things rolling yes. for what's a big three game stretch here. And all of a sudden, right? You get a victory tonight. You feel good about yourselves. You go into the Colts game at three and four. You manage to beat the Colts at home. All of a sudden, you're four and four, right? Mm -hmm. And then the Ravens right now, who are five and two, resting off their bye week, they play New England. And yes, that game's in Baltimore. But if they lose that game next week and you take care of business, all of a sudden, things are a lot more interesting. You're one game behind the Ravens with what, still seven games to go, and you've got another matchup with the Ravens. And if you look at those last seven games, the Ravens' schedule probably a little bit more difficult than the Steelers. Absolutely. But it's all got to start tonight, Motsi. Without a doubt. And like you said, it's, for us, we can look ahead and do these type of things. If you're the Steelers team, you have to just be tonight. singularly focused. Yeah. Just on tonight. Don't worry about the outside noise. Don't worry about who's winning, who's losing, and things like that. But for us, we can look at this and say, hey, this is a very favorable situation you guys have. But this matchup, you have to take advantage of. You can no longer let close games go the other way. You can no longer have those missed opportunities. You can no longer look back and say, I wish we would have. You have to do it now. And I think that they will get it done tonight. I think when you talk about this team and the performance they put up against the Chargers, a team that we thought, in terms of the Chargers, we thought they could be really good. Then we thought they were really bad. But then they turn around and win yesterday yeah. as well. So I feel like that's just kind of the the temperature of the NFL right now. It's, it really is. It's really no rhyme or reason in terms of who can beat who, who's losing to who. Particularly it's, in the AFC, too, yes, I think. It's just so much parity right now outside of New England. Everybody else is up in the air. You saw the Bills team that was 5-1 and one going into yesterday got beat by your Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, your Buffalo Bills uh, got beat by my – Yeah, you, they, thought they, we, they did. you thought we weren't going to talk about that one. They today, did. Huh? They did, man. That, that was <laughs> <laughs> that was surprising to me, too. I thought it would be a close game. I did, too. But they couldn't stop the run, which was surprising. Yeah. Usually their defense is their focal point. It, in the AFC right, right now, Man, it, after New England, it seems to be just a week-to-week -week best guess. Oh, without a doubt. One week, the Chiefs look bad. Then they turn around, they look and the good. the Texans and the Colts. It's just all over the place right now. And with that in mind, right, all, I'm going to steal Motsi the, uh, the Washington Nationals rallying cry uh -oh, this postseason, we go. right? They've been saying uh, since the end of the year, the Nationals, their rallying cry has been stay in the fight, right? Mm. And then they used that when they got to the one-game wild card, right? Stay in the fight. Just live to see, live to continue yes. to play meaningful baseball. Correct. Stay in the fight. That's what the Steelers have to do in the AFC now the rest of the season, right? Is stay in the fight. Give yourself a chance because if you, as long as you're playing, right, above 500 football the rest of the year, 
you're if you're mm-hmm. telling me this team's going to finish with eight wins, nine wins, heck, maybe even ten wins, there's a chance you're going to be in the fight. Absolutely. And speaking of the Nets and staying in the fight, whew, whew. they run out of time. They're running out of time. <laughs> Three Steelers two. Steelers got more hey. time than them, thankfully. I'm going to say yeah, the, the Nets are feeling a totally different level of pressure <laughs> than these Steelers are. <laughs> You're facing three in a row that you just got beat by to yeah, the you Astros. Got Justin Verlander ah. staring down the mound at you. <laughs> hey, yeah, that, that one really turned quick, huh? Absolutely. And, and that's you know what to bring this full circle. The Steelers over these next three games, like the Astros just did over their last three mm-hmm. games, they've got an opportunity to flip the script. They do to go from a, a team that was playing from a step behind mm-hmm. to now being the team that even potentially has a leg up, a chance to be counted out, especially early on when you think oh, about one and three and, and, and your franchise quarterback being out for the season, mm-hmm. the different injuries they faced. Yeah. Now to it being gone. Yeah. you. But this is the, that chance. This is your chance to bring in the closer, bring in the lefty, have a little success out there. And I think that they can definitely do that, but it starts tonight. This is the key matchup, the critical matchup. In terms of them getting back, think about this. This Steelers team hasn't won two games in a row all season. Yeah, it's true. All season. So for them, this is a chance for them to stack a win. And I can tell you from the player's perspective, the confidence that you get when you're able to stack a win, when you're able to win back-to-back weeks, then you get a third one and a fourth win. Particularly when those games are coming up at home, too. Your confidence soars. Your level of focus, the level of intensity continues to grow, but you just play in a way better mindset. You play from the stance of, we can do this, not we hope we can do this. we got to do this. It's confidence. And it's very different. I was a part of a Bills organization where it was always, we hope we can do this. I think we have enough. Hey, if something works out right, we might have a chance. This Steelers team is accustomed to saying, we go out here and play our games. We will win. We know we got this. We are good enough. And that's the difference in mentalities. But it's hard to do that when you're dropping multiple games in a row. When you win one game, but then you lose two in a row. When you lose two in a row, but then you, oh, it was close. We lost an overtime here. No, it's hard to get your confidence. This is a game where not only do you get your confidence in it from a, a short, a, a short-term focus, but when you look big picture, saying that hey, now we got two in a row, let's get three. Now we got three in a row, let's get four. And these are all the things that Coach Thomas talked to these guys about. Can snowball, absolutely, and, and that's something that has been the message this week amongst the players, understanding that the the significance of stacking multiple wins. If you want to be the teams that's playing in the, in January, February, if you want to be one of those teams playing meaningful football in December, you have to start stacking wins. That's what it comes down to. No doubt. And that's a thing, playing meaningful football in December, that the Steelers have done every year since 2003. Yeah. <laughs> since 2002. And, and we hope uh, that that obviously continues, and it, it surely will if the team can start stacking some W's here. Stack, stack, stack. How do they start stacking those W's? Well, I think a big part of that is going to be the quarterback, Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. We will talk about him when we return. A whole bunch going on on the show today. You know we'll have our Here We Go song for you. Here we go. Miami Dolphins edition. So if you missed that on Friday, don't worry. i got to sing it again with my hype man, Moats, here. Run that back, me. Turbo. We'll also have some Professor Moats Monday type look ahead to the game. A little special edition of Always Professor Always in Moats the classroom, Monday. man. A whole bunch of fun stuff going on. You know we'll give our predictions and our picks before we get out of here as well. Let's talk a little Mason Rudolph expectations for him today, how that translates to the rest of the season and what we hope to see from all number two. 
out at Heinz Field this evening. You want to tweet the show? You want to get involved? At Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. Inside the Electric Factory on a game day, you're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Having some fun on a game day inside the electric factory. It's Euler and Motes getting you ready for Monday night football. Heinz Field against the Miami Dolphins. I am excited for this one. And part of the reason why, Motesy, is because to steal the words of every Yinzer across, <laughs> across the nation, all of Steelers Nation, it's time to let Mason turn it loose. Cut it loose, Mason. Just throw that pig skin. Let it fly. I I think, and granted, it's his first game back. And with the bye week, it's been now what? For, I mean, we talked about how it feels like it's been three or four weeks. Right. It really has been that long for Mason. Well, and you have to remember this. Going into that Chargers game, Mason was on the fence in terms of what he would get cleared or not. Sure. He was practicing throughout the week, but he ended up not getting cleared on Saturday. So for him, he talked about how it was one of the toughest things he had to do in terms of feeling like he was good enough to go, but having to stand on the sideline and not go. So he definitely feels like it's an eternity since his last time being out there. But the thing that you have to love about Mason and the thing that you have to be so excited about is you know what he's capable of doing. Yes. But now he has a chance to he had, he had a chance to sit back that Chargers game, get some more mental reps. He's had two weeks to practice now. So now you should see a lot more comfortable Mason, a Mason that has a better control of the offense, and Randy Feekner having a better understanding of Mason and what he's sure. fully capable of. Because, it's like I said, last year it's hard to gauge what Mason was because he was the third quarterback. He's not getting reps with the starters. He's reading off the card doing scout team reps. Whereas now he's been able to practice with the ones. He's been able to be the guy for a couple of weeks now. And now we're going to get to see a lot more comfortable Mason in a very favorable matchup. We talk about this Dolphins defense. They've been struggling in all aspects. Mm -hmm. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. Well, what else? I mean, this is one of the – they're bad on third down. They're allowing almost 50% conversion rates on third down. Can't all, stop the run, can't stop the pass, bad on possession downs. Oh, oh man, be okay, but what else? You know, and, and on top of that, they don't they don't get a lot of turnovers. They're minus 11 in turnover ratio. I mean, this is one of those games. If you're the Steelers offense and you're talking about how they haven't found their identity, they haven't found the rhythm they've been looking for all season, what better game right now to find it than now? The present is here. Prime time. Not only do you get to find your identity, but you also get to do it on prime time. You get to let the Ravens who are going to be watching tonight, the Browns who are going to be watching tonight, the Bengals who are going to be watching tonight. You get to let all of the them Colts know. The Colts who are going to be watching tonight. You let all of them know right now what you saw those first couple of weeks, that's over. Though The days of us not having an identity, the days of us struggling to move the ball, the days of us not having an established ground game, the days of us not taking shots deep, not the short to intermediate, but taking the long pass 15-plus yards, those days are over. 
And this is the opportunity to put that on display to the league, put the league on notice. And it's a very exciting feeling. It's it's like no other. When you go out here and you execute the game plan and you perform at a high level on prime time, you know everybody league-wide is taking notice. They're saying, okay, this team isn't as bad as we thought. This team is not what their record says they are. This team is really good, and you better watch out. I've got four benefits here, right? Layers of benefits, if you will, to opening things up for Mason tonight. And granted, I think if you listen to some of a read or listen to some of Coach Feekner's comments as well, too, some of this is on Mason as well, too. He's got to be willing to open it up, right? Absolutely. But I've got four things for you, the benefits of turning Mason loose. All right, you ready for these? You know, usually you're the one here with bullet points and lecture <laughs> points. I got four for you. The first one is to open up the offense, which will help the run game, help establish play action, get your tight ends more involved, all things that we haven't seen yet so far this season that would also, if you can get that run game going, if you can establish play action, if you can get your tight ends involved, will open up room and take attention away from one Juju Smith-Schuster. Absolutely. Second one here for you. You're going to have to have faith in Mason. He's going to have to have faith in himself in these next 10 games. Mm Mm-hmm. And tonight is the closest thing to a evaluation game that you can have in the regular season. Without a doubt. And when you look at the matchups defensively, their best second, I feel like their best player defensively is Xavier Howard. Then from there, you got Christian Wilkins, first mm-hmm. round out of Clemson, Taco Charlton. But other than that, it's not a lot of scary people over there. It's not a lot of people that should make Mason feel like he can't go out there and put his best foot forward tonight. Third thing, and speaking of the closest thing to having to an evaluation game that you can in the regular season, particularly this point in the regular season, you need to know what you have in Mason going forward, right? If you believe he can be the guy one day to replace Ben, or maybe you don't think he's capable of being the next NFL franchise quarterback. You and I have talked about this a little bit, right? Best case scenario, Ben is back and healthy next year, plays all 16 games and some postseason games as well, too. There we go. If that situation manifests, right, these next 10 games are really your only true opportunity to evaluate Mason in a real in-game, you know, lights-on type situation. If you're going to pay him like your next potential franchise quarterback, if you just want to pay him like a number two quarterback, you need to test him, you need to evaluate him, and tonight's the perfect night to start doing so. Absolutely. I agree 100% with that. In every aspect, this is the perfect situation for all parties. If you're Kevin Colbert, we talk about really knowing what you have in Mason Rudolph. This is the night. This is where you see him start to take those steps forward. If he isn't capable of that, if he's not capable of doing it versus Dolphins defense, that says a lot. I understand he's come back from an injury, but that says a lot. This is a game that Every quarterback that has played against this Dolphins team has had success. Every offense that's played against this Dolphins team has had success. And not moving the ball and kicking field goals, this team has allowed 26 touchdowns. That's crazy. 26. To put it in context, the Steelers, who at times on defense have got gashed late in games, have only allowed 14 touchdowns. That's so, almost double. That's almost I can, I can do double. That. I like, can do just that, think about that. <laughs> And we talk about how the Steelers defense, oh, at times they look great. And then at times you're like, oh, come on, man, we need to stop. 14 compared to 26. So not even settling for field goals. Touchdowns. This is this is the perfect opportunity. Last one here, right? And this is more of a big picture look. A um a look at the entire National Football League. The NFL is a passing league. Mm-hmm. Right? The rules have been tweaked so to give passing game an advantage over defenses. 
you have to be willing to listen. And I'm not saying this has to look like Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or, <laughs> you know, when Peyton Manning was in his prime with the Colts and throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. But the NFL is a passing league in the year of our Lord, 2019. If you want to win games, Arthur Motes, if you want to win eight, nine, 10 games, if you want to have a chance to win the division, to win a wild card game, your quarterback's going to have to make some plays, period. No question. And not just with his legs, he has to throw the ball. He has to scare teams, or not scare teams, but at least make teams respect what he can do from a passing standpoint. I think we will see that from Mason because he flashed a little bit prior to his injury versus the Ravens. He's shown he what he's capable of in, in a small sample size. The play that he got hit on was arguably the his, best his, play, best throw he's made all season. Absolutely. Probably as a professional, career, yeah. period. Stepping in, beautiful pass, the touch, the timing. I want to see more of that tonight. And when you think about this Dolphins defense, they haven't been able to get to the quarterbacks. And when you look on the flip side at this Steelers offensive line, they've only allowed five sacks all season. So it should be a great situation for him in terms of not feeling pressured, in terms of being able to go through his progressions, in terms of being able to focus on his mechanics and ultimately have one of the games that he's hoping to have and that he ultimately needs to have, especially coming back from injury. It's a whole bunch on the table tonight. Always intriguing on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. Brian chimes in here. He said, I Amazon primed a Bluetooth beanie so I can listen to you guys at the new job. Hey, Ooh. I like that. Shout out. And he says, the question I have is any concern. And this kind of relates to what we were just talking about, about losing Mason Rudolph at the end of his deal. If he plays well. That's part of the evaluation process, right? And again, if Mason plays well and they think he's the guy, they're not going to let that happen. Correct. They, they're going they go to ahead and they're going to lock early. him up and extend him. And and even if they decided next year, okay, Ben's back, Ben's healthy, we still think he's got another two or three years. Then you have Mason as a, a bargaining chip, right? Correct. But I don't think there's any way that if Mason comes out and plays really well these next ten games, that they just let him walk. Not at all. I think they would definitely make the sacrifices needed in terms of finding some type of way to lock him up, at least have it staggered where whenever Ben leaves, you're not cold turkey, no quarterback. Right. It's going to be, okay, he has a year, two years left on his deal, so that way he can go out here and show what he can do and continue to perform at a high level. But all of that is going to happen based off of what he does throughout the rest of the season. He has to prove it. He has to earn it. But as I told you, as a former player, you love – the opportunity to go out there and show that, hey, you don't have to guess how productive I can be. You don't have to project what I can do in this league as right. a starter. I'm going to show you. Similar situation for me. I come here 2014. I'm behind Jarvis Jones and Jason Rose. Jarvis gets hurt. Now I don't have to worry about the, oh, it's a super small sample size. Is he good enough? Or are we projecting that he could do this? No. I had the opportunity to go out there and show week in and week out what I was capable of, and then the team rewarded me with a contract after that. So if you're Mason, you have to be feeling the exact same way, saying, hey. You got these 10 games in front of me. It's unfortunate the injury happened, but it's all on me. If I want to get paid, I get to go out here and prove it. If I don't get paid, it's because I did not prove it. But either way, there's nobody to look at and point the finger at except yourself. And you and I, that's something we talked about when Ben went down, is that maybe the probably the lone silver lining to losing your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, the future Hall of Famer, six stinking quarters into the season, is that, again, at least now with this net, you very rarely in those kind of heir apparent type situations, mm -hmm. right, 
get a get a real true evaluation. You get training camp to look at the quarterback. You get preseason to look at the quarterback. But very rarely do you get something like this, a 10-game sample size where you're going to know, or at least you, you dang well sure should know after these 10 games what you have in Mason and, and if you think he can be the guy going forward. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. TheBody. Our buddy David chimes in. I'm ready to see that defense in those color rush jerseys tonight. Favorite Let's hunt. Favorite unis. That is Moats' favorite unis. Let's talk them. about that defense when we come back here. Now their first go at it in the absence of Stefan Tuitt. That's the bad news, but the good news is, is that they seem to be getting healthier in a lot of other departments. Let's talk about that defense and what they uh, they might be licking their chops for tonight against those Miami Dolphins. Euler and Motes here on a game day. We'll also have Professor Motes for you coming up here in about 25 minutes or so. And, Motesy, oh next segment as well, too. Uh-oh. Let's sing a little song. I like when you sing. A little Here We Go Stellars. Oh, I heard an accent coming out. There we go. Dolphins edition, baby. So a whole bunch of fun still to come here in in the Electric Factory. Stay with us. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. I think I might have buried the lead on today's show, Motsy. Well, you tend to do that from time to time. I do. You know, I'm just such a scatterbrain. I'm all over the place. That's why, you know, it's good to have you here to reel me in, you know. Hey, man, it's good teamwork. It is good teamwork. And I'm, I'm like the point guard. You know, you're, you're my my big-time scorer, but you can go crazy sometimes. So sometimes I got to pull the ball back out and say, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, we're running the offense here, all right? <laughs> well, the lead that I buried here, and speaking of good teamwork, this is the the week of our one year anniversary. It is, man. Of I doing start, this thing on air together. I started to bring you some flowers and a cake today, man, to celebrate. I, I wanted to know if you were gonna remember or not. See how special I was, T. <laughs> <laughs> this was the exact week last year that you and I started doing what? First, it was just an hour a hour week. Hour right? week, yeah, on Fridays. On Fridays. <laughs> Yeah, we, we then, start looking at each other's eyes. And then it slowly turned into, I think, Monday as well, too. Yeah, now, now we got a full well. relationship, man. We're committed. We're committed. We're Facebook, Facebook official. Facebook official. Podcast <laughs> official, too. <laughs> yep. A reminder, you know, we like to plug this like once a week or so. Every once in a while, we drop Steelers it. Steelers Blitz, if you if you miss the shows, if you're somebody, you know, like a lot of times we get people tweeting us who are like, oh, man, I missed this part. You know, when can I catch it on replay? This and that. You can always get the shows archived every single day, wherever you find your podcast. Just search Steelers Blitz. That's Blitz with a Z. Mm-hmm. Like Zlatan. Ooh, you can't say Zlatan right now. Come like on, Zoltan. But yeah, Zoltan and Zorro. And Zorro. <laughs> Zlatan got some issues, man. He got, you know. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And his <laughs> team just got booted from the playoffs, right. too. Right. And then he's gesturing to the fans. You can't. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, we're going to let that cool off a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll just stick with we'll just stick with Zoltan. We'll put our boys Latan on the back part yeah, yeah, of it. So, so Zorro this week, all right? That's so right. Zorro <laughs> with a Z or some other famous athlete yeah. whose name starts Zelbrunus Ilgaskis. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Ziggy Hood. There we go. There we go. There Boom. We go. All right. Hood, trying to now, find now, the Steelers. Now Amos we're Airway. Oh, okay. My West Virginia boy. Famous, famous Z name athletes in Pittsburgh. What? Famous Amos. Speaking of Ziggy Hood, I don't know where I'm going with that one. Not speaking of Ziggy Hood, but I guess similar <laughs> similar positions. A guy who played defensive line here. Uh, Steelers going at it tonight. First game without Stephon Tuitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is kind of. I mean, hey, I guess it kind of relates to the Mason situation a little bit when we talk about silver lining for him and for the ability to evaluate. Spit it out there, Euler. There it is. Uh, Why there's no real positive – there's none. No positive spend you could put on losing a guy like Stephon Tewitt for the rest of the season. Who was on an all-pro trajectory this year. Perhaps his finest setting up for his finest season in the National Football League. Two guys that do stand to benefit, uh, I think – are Javon Hargrave and Big Bud Dupree, two guys that are in that same kind of 10 games here, quote-unquote, singing for their supper in terms of their next NFL contract. Uh, Javon directly because of the you know the extra snap count, the, the mm-hmm. role he's going to be asked to play in the absence of Tuit. And I think Bud, too, just the opportunity to continue to step up. T.J. Watt's banged up. Now Stephon Tuit's out. We've seen it from Bud this season and he's only going to be more under a microscope now. But as it relates to Hargrave specifically, let's start with him. He's the one who's going to get the snap count. Man, it's a real opportunity for him, a guy that we've seen it in spurts, right? We've seen him have success. We've seen him come in last year, right? And in a limited opportunity, had what, I think six and a half sacks last year. Now he's going to have a full opportunity to go out there and showcase himself in a in a year where he's going to find himself being a free agent here and and, and working on his next contract in the next couple months. Yeah, and if – just from my time as Javon's teammate, he would always talk about how he wants to rush the passer more, how he wants to be out there on more than just run downs because he felt that he possesses the versatility to play more than just run downs. He's not the Casey Hampton, Vince Wilford type players. He's a very twitchy guy. Granted, he's built similar to those guys, but he does have a nice shake move in his pastures, and we've seen that in terms of how he was able to have success last season. Right. So for him, he's definitely excited to put his full repertoire on display, to put his his full versatility on display. And as we talked about, in terms of contract negotiations going forward, you do it on primetime, all the other NFL execs are watching. They might miss your Sunday 1 o'clock game where you get a sack, they might, ah, okay, the numbers look cool, but they're going to get a chance to see his impact tonight. They're going to get a chance to see the stuff that doesn't show up in the stat books sometimes in terms of the pressures, in terms of how disruptive he can be in the run game. So for him, this is a great opportunity. And the fact that he's still going to be paired with Cam Hayward, right? that makes it a lot easier for him in terms of the attention. When this Dolphins lineup comes out there, they're going to say, okay, this guy's coming off the bench we respect him, but he doesn't scare us yet. So we got to slide to the person that does, which is Cam Hayward. And for if you're Javon, he's going to have a lot of favorable matchups for him and potential one-on-ones versus those guards and centers and stuff like that. And this is the thing. It's, this is a matchup that he should win. One of my favorite Tomlinisms of this season came earlier in the year when he was asked about Javon in his natural position in college and, and early in his NFL career, right, was that kind of prototypical nose guard, nose tackle role that we all grew up with, right, that is starting to becoming increasingly irrelevant in the National Football League with a lot no, more... Nose guards and fullbacks, man. A lot more three wide receiver sets, right? Defense is countering with more defensive backs on the field. 
Mike Tomlin said of Javon Hargrave earlier in the year, I often kid with him that a nose is like blockbuster video. You better be be able to diversify. Uh, And he's shown that ability to diversify, diversify, uh, but now the stage is really his, right? And these 10 games will go a long way in in determining his value in his next NFL contract, whether that be here in Pittsburgh or elsewhere. Yeah, without a doubt, this is a great opportunity for him. When we talk about guys who don't have to say what you project I can be, He's going to get a chance to show exactly who he is. And I think it's very favorable for him. Like I said, when you talk about how well this defense has been playing, I mean, out of any year for Javon to get this opportunity, this is the perfect year because the secondary is playing at a high level. The linebackers playing at a high level. The guys pass rushing around him are playing at a high level. So he's going to get that opportunity to really come onto a defense that's cooking, a defense that's been just carrying this team at, at – certain junctions of this season he's going to get that chance to step into there and ultimately show that he is not going to miss the beat that he's ultimately going to be a very productive player and ultimately earn himself a lot of money this offseason on twitter at wesley euler at the body 52 the body we've got professor moats monday coming up next and he wants to talk more about bud specifically does the professor in that segment so i'm going to leave some of the bud conversation for next here on twitter Don Juan, our buddy, is asking, you know, finally Steeler Nation can say it's game day. He's talking about Steelers 4-0 in those color rush jerseys, how he loves them. But he also wants to bring back the Bumblebee jerseys. I love the Bumblebees. Which were your favorite alternate jerseys, though, Motsi? Was it these color rush ones, the black and black and gold, black and yellow ones, or the Bumblebee jerseys? Well, see, this is how I clarify because you're trying to make me choose between two. That's right. One's a throwback. One's an alternate unit. It's true. So it's different. In terms of alternate unit, it's obviously the color rush. But for throwbacks, gorgeous. the throwbacks, you can't beat the Bumblebees. I know prior to me coming, the uh, the old throwbacks were, oh, man. I just remember seeing like the, uh, the gold helmets. Yes. Those are the ones I remember. And then now the throwbacks, they were the block numbers. Not really a fan. With the no Steelers crest on Correct. the chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the Bumblebees. Yeah. I love the Bumblebees because it's like a tradition. It's like a real life throwback and it's something about seeing it is that. a real life throwback i liked the jerseys i just didn't like the brown pants with them see i didn't care about the pants i, I love the brown just because i felt like it took throwback. me back to like the 60s yeah. and, and and whatever i think it was what the 60s they wore those uniforms mm-hmm. 60s 50s i think so that sounds right yeah so like just being able to put that on it really put me in that mindset of man you like strap it on yeah your helmet, absolutely Whereas, like, when I put the color rush on, now I'm feeling like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, this is my millennial, my millennial fit right here. <laughs> this is for all the cool kids. Everybody talks about we want an all-black uni for the Steelers. <laughs> well, here you go, baby. I love that, too, the color rush uni, just because it reminds me of Christmas Day, oh, 2016. Oh, bring, bring back the good memories. Against those Ravens. Talk about it. The reach at the goal line. Let me know. Oh, it was the best. Big smiles. Big smiles. It was the best. Merry Christmas, Baltimore. I see you later. To, no, yeah. to this day, I ran into some of the uh, the Ravens that played on that team yeah. during that game, and I talk about just how I took so much pleasure in making sure they went back with their Christmas ruined. Not only are you on the road Christmas Day, but then you get beat in dramatic fashion, and then you, you got to take go your home. flight back home. And then your season's over. And you don't make the playoffs. 
Merry Christmas. A Merry Christmas, Ratbirds. You know? That was a lot of fun. Take that, that lump of coal. A lot of, that was still when I was working for the Eagles Radio Network and wasn't able to watch a lot of Steelers games because I was always working. Mm-hmm. And I was back on my grandparents' farm in West Virginia, which is one of my favorite places in the world. The whole family was there on Christmas Day, oh, gathered man. around the TV. And it was, too, it was the first time I had brought in uh, Morgan to my grandparents for a family function nice. after we had been married. Because Morgan and I had just gotten married in that July, so we had been married for a couple months. And so she really got to see the the whole clan and the craziness that is all of us around a football game. That one will always uh, be positive memories when I see the the Color Rush jerseys. 4-0 in those Color Rush jerseys. Looking to make it 5 tonight, Motsi. Absolutely. And honestly, I don't see why it shouldn't happen. Me either. There is literally no reason why this team should not be successful tonight why the color rush mystique the color rush magic shouldn't continue tonight and particularly right there's no reason that the success shouldn't continue uh, when you consider this anthem that i've written here for the steelers Uh oh i mean if this doesn't get you fired up and ready to go for tonight i don't know what will i'm working on my dolphin call it's a it's a that's the, that's the jim carrey dolphin yeah. call. do you know the dolphin does he call you a dumb is it dolphin? The snowflake. Do you call him at home? Well, the dolphins are going to be looking like a bunch of snowflakes tonight after they come to Heinz Field. You better get it off your chest. Here is our, our new favorite Friday slash Monday any game day tradition. We'll have to do this on a Thursday, too. When the Steelers, oh, coming soon. When the Steelers roll out to Cleveland. It's one of our favorite new traditions. Here we go. It's our Here We Go song, Miami Dolphins version. Here we go, Stellars, here we go, Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl, here we go, cheer the Steelers, back in the goal, here we go, it's town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul, here we go, the Steeler Nation has the best fans, we are from Pittsburgh, the six-time Super Bowl champs, here we go, here we go, you better sing it, Wes! You better sing it, Wes. It's time. Here we go. Hey. There it is. Go ahead, drop that. Yeah, the bye week was all good fun. But now there's serious work to be done. Another win. That's all that we wish. And come Monday night, it's time to stomp on some fish. Here we go. Squish them. Here we go. Steelers, here we go. Pittsburgh's gone to Drop that second verse, Wes. Drop it, Wes. We know Miami is trying to tank. Here we go. When listen seven, that's where they rank. Here we go. They've seen a real exodus of talent. Uh. And Monday night, Minka's dropping the mallet. Here we go. I love you, Minka. Here we go. Yeah, squish the fish. Squish him, squish him, squish him. Here we go. Hey, 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 hey. Here we go. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. Get it to me, Wes. We know Miami's a bad sports town. So bad. They got beaches and sun all around. Oh, no one likes that. But what they'll need tonight is some ice. Because uh-huh. after they come to Pittsburgh, they'll be rethinking their lives. Oh, I hear you, Wes. Go, Wes. 
Steelers, Steelers. Squish the fish, squish the fish. Here we go. Here it is. Was your favorite part where I tried to rhyme talent with mallet? Hey. I think it was close enough. Hey, it doesn't matter how it sounds as long as you feel confident doing it, my friend. <laughs> and you killed it, man. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. That is our Here We Go song, one of our new favorite traditions. Don't no one do it the way you do it. That's all I'm saying. Hey. Nobody does well, it the, the way you do it. The guy who writes those is Robert Woods, right? It, it doesn't matter. He needs to get me on the phone line. All I'm saying is your remix is fire. <laughs> he can find me on Twitter at Wesley Euler and at The Body 52. The Body. <laughs> one hour in the books when we come back here, one o'clock. I tried to give you my dolphin dying at you hear it was like, Ear. is that what that was? Kind of like when you play Mario and somebody, Ear. oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll have, to, we'll have to cue up that sound effect, maybe. <laughs> but when we come back here, all right, no more goofing around. It's serious time. Uh-oh. We're going to go into Professor Moats' classroom. Wow. Where he will break down for us the biggest matchups to keep an eye on tonight at Heinz Field under the lights in prime time on Monday night football one hour in the books another hour to go stick with us you're inside the electric factory it's Steelers Blitz on SNR Hewler and Moats are on the air this is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR Steelers Nation Radio Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we doing? Well, that's good. Euler Emotes with you here on a game day, getting fired up, getting ready for there some Monday night football. Go here. I hear you, baby. I hear you. You're listening to me and you're hearing me. Hey, without a doubt, man. I wait for it every week now. I wait for it just to hear you going to hit me with the good afternoon or the good morning, what time of day it is. Situational awareness. You are displaying elite-level situational awareness. Cut my eyelids off, baby. I appreciate your growth. I appreciate your understanding of big game ball. You know, you've been drilling this into me you know, ever <laughs> since rookie minicamp and OTAs and minicamp. Time and of day camp. is important. You've told me, listen, Wes, this is really good. You know, We're doing good radio now in June, but the same good radio we're doing in June, it's got to be better in October. I need more detail from you, Wes. We're out the bye now. You can't just be saying good morning when it's 1 o'clock. You can't be saying good afternoon if we're on for Tunch and Wolf and it's 11 a.m. I need that detail from you. I need to know that you are prepared, that you are living in the minutia, that you are ready to be the guy. The standard is the standard, Wes. And you know what they say, man. If you want to have a great show, you can't just do great things. You have to do all the little things right. That's right. All the little things, like the greeting. And I appreciate you. I'm taking time out of my day to acknowledge your accomplishments, to acknowledge the detail that you have placed in your preparation. It's like Al Pacino says in Any Given Sunday, right? The inches that we need Absolutely. are all around us. <laughs> we just little, you and I stack little inches at a time, and hopefully it makes for a great show, baby. One of those things. That we have continued to just take to the next level, that you have continued to take to the next level, I should say, is one Professor Motes Monday. Now, normally, Professor, we know how this works, right? And that's in the sense that you um, 
will, you know, break down some of the things from over the weekend, what were the biggest parts of the game, what led to the result. But I think today, right, it's going to be a little little special edition. It's going to be almost like a five-star Friday combined with a Professor Motes classroom session. Absolutely. And, you know, typically when we talk about going into the classroom for the lectures, we typically do do what you say. We have our bullet points. Mm-hmm. We take questions, mm-hmm. especially that little kid in the front row that oh always irks me. Yeah, but he always asks questions. Professor, is this going to be on the quiz? But, but you know, since it's Monday Night Football, since it's primetime football, mm-hmm. I felt like we had to have a special edition okay. for the kids today. So we I- had to have a special opportunity to educate the folks on what they need to know. A time that they can see. What is it going to take for this Steelers team to be successful tonight? And so, it's on me to give them what they want. So do we go? Uh, do we go uh, classroom bell here? Do we go five star drop? You, you know, you know I need that. You know what I need. Give it's it to me. Five star. Oh yeah. Because we're in it. Five star matchup. Everybody we play is a five star matchup because we in it. It's a five star matchup. Two by, two we're times. We're so good at it. Run that back, Turbo. Run that back. A little special edition here, a five-star matchup Monday. Absolutely. As part of Professor Motes' classroom. All right, Professor, I got my notepad here. I got my pencil and my paper. I'm ready to go. What you got for us on this special game day Monday? All right, so let's talk about this thing right here. Now, we all know what it's like when it's game day. We all know when you're going to school, you got your black and gold on. If you're going to work today, you got your Steelers apparel with you. It's a big-time moment. And because of that, this five-star matchup had to take place today. And to kick off my first matchup in five-star Monday. Wait, hold on. Five-star Monday. You, Hey, you know I ain't slacking. Matchup number one. We got to talk about James Conner and Benny Snell versus this Dolphins defense that has struggled mightily against the run. We're talking about a team that has allowed 965 rushing yards. Let me repeat that. 965 rushing yards. Wes, if you want to get some ground action today, today is the day. (laughs) Anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. They've allowed 52 rushing first downs this season. That is a ton. And with that being said, you look at the success that Benny Snell and James Conner had in their last outing. You look at what they were able to do on the ground and James in the passing game out the backfield, which were basically substitute rush plays. The success that those two guys were able to have, look for them to emulate that tonight. Look for them to take full advantage of a Dolphins defense that doesn't have an identity. They've traded away all of their talented players in terms of Minka Fitzpatrick, who could do some things for them. In terms of Kiko Alonso, who was their stud linebacker. They don't have... um, Oh, my goodness, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Another pass rusher, Robert Quinn. Yes. He's gone. No more talent. No more scary guys out there. Do they have some names? Of course. Every team in the NFL has names. But they don't have enough to match up with James Conner and Benny Snell. And look for those two guys to perform in a big way, especially with this being Mason Rudolph's first game back from injury. Look for them to, to establish the running game, set the tone early, bound Pound, pound that ball in this Dolphins defense that is looking for a reason to quit. I like it. Matchup number one, James and Benny versus a defense that has struggled mightily in the run game. Five-star Monday.
Matchup number two. Now, the second matchup, we got to go to my brother from another mother, my past Russian compadre, Mr. Bud Dupree. Now, the reason I'm calling upon Bud is because, obviously, TJ White is dealing with some injuries. Sure. We don't know his full extent in terms of availability, in terms of durability. I'm not going to ask Ola Adani, the young guy, to come in and be the man. No, I'm going to look to you, Bud Dupree. I'm going to look to you first round. I'm going to look to you, guy in a contract year that had his fifth-year option picked up to take on and not only be out there, but to dominate a Dolphins offensive line that, number one, has allowed 24 sacks. But number two, they've started five different starting offensive alignment combinations through six games. Let me repeat myself. Six games, they've used five different combinations of starting offensive alignment. That is a recipe for disaster. Any team will tell you, when you have to start using multiple combinations upon that offensive line, one of the most important Parts of an offense. Continuity is you, you huge. Are, you are setting yourself up for failure. 24 sacks is a ton. When you compare that to the Steelers, who've only allowed five sacks, and we're talking about this being a down year, quote-unquote, for this Steelers offensive line, just look at the difference in two. And with that being said, Bud, they don't have Laramie Tunsil anymore. Remember, they traded him away. They said, we'll take the draft picks. We'll put whoever out here at left tackle for this week. Flavor of the week. You want to get a chance? Hey, Wes, you want to start at left tackle this week? You go out there and start at left tackle this week. I mean, only if I'm getting that big game check. But that's what the Dolphins are doing. So it's important for Bud Dupree to continue the success that he's had this season. Not only has he been creating splash plays in the running game, but he's been creating big-time plays in the pass rush game, getting sacks. But what I need more from Bud is this. The four sacks looks good. Looks really good, especially when you're comparing him to TJ Watt and some of the other top passers in this league. But where he's been lacking is the QB hits. He's a single-digit QB hits right now. I need that number to go up drastically. And with Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know he's going to hold that ball. He's going to try to extend plays. So Bud Dupree, take advantage of this opportunity. Make this Dolphins O-line say, you know what, we need to go with a six different starting offensive line combination next week. <laughs> Tonight's your night, Bud. Tonight is your night. Five-star Monday, five-star matchup Monday, matchup number two, Bud Dupree versus that Dolphins' porous Swiss cheese offensive line. Matchup number three. Now, I got to go to my lit brethren, my guy who you might see him on a Pizza Hut commercial. He might be gaming. You might see him in Fortnite. He does some of it all. Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster versus this Dolphins' secondary that, like we talked about earlier, has struggled mightily to not only stop the run, but to stop the pass. They're leaking over there. No more Mika Fitzpatrick. Their best corner, Xavier Howard, but they have no pass rush. They don't have any type of pressure. In terms of allowing third down conversion rate of over 50%, that's terrible. Look for Juju to show up in a big way tonight. Look for Juju to show what he's fully capable of doing. Look for Juju to take full advantage of this matchup because we're banking on James Conner and Benny Snell dominating on the ground. So Juju's going to have very advantageous matchups on the outside, one-on-one -on -one matchups that he has got to win and that he should win at Hinesville. This is a perfect get-right game for him. This is a perfect opportunity for him to show that, hey, I can be a number one, I will be a number one, and everybody in Pittsburgh better get hyped because the lit man will show up in a big way tonight. And even you mentioned Xavier Howard, and he is a very good, very capable cornerback. He is probably, without thinking about it too much, the best individual talent remaining on the Dolphins roster. Oh, without a doubt. 
but he's banged up too. Yes. Didn't practice at all this week. Think about that. They sat, If you listen, if you read what Brian Flores has said and what some people around the team have said, it sounds like he's going to play tonight, mm-hmm. but his status is officially questionable. Right. So he's clearly not 100%. And with that being said, Juju, you have to take advantage of that. Time to eat. There's no excuse. Take advantage of that matchup. It's there for the taking. Juju versus that Dolphins secondary and Xavier Howard, your third matchup. Five-star matchup Monday. Matchup number four. Now. I got to talk about the quarterback, the guy that everybody wants to see more out of, the guy that himself has went on record saying that he wants to do more, the guy that Coach Tomlin had this to say about. What we'll ask of Mason Rudolph will be significantly more than we asked of Devlin Hodges a week ago. And it's just the nature of their journeys, their exposure to football, their exposure to football here. Mason, they drafted you for a reason. They had the first round grade on you for a reason. You've shown flashes in the pan. Show these guys that you're more than just a mirage. Show these guys you're more than just a quality smile, but you're a guy who can ball at a high level and do it consistently. Show them that you're a guy that can take advantage of a Dolphins defense that doesn't force a lot of turnovers. They don't get a lot of sacks. They can't stop anybody. They've given up a ton of not only productivity offensively, but they've allowed a ton of touchdowns. Touchdowns. And that's what we need tonight, Mason. But we need you to be the orchestrator. We need you to look very confident out there. We need you to look like a guy who has a first-round grade on him. We need you to look like a guy who can put Steeler Nation at ease while Ben is recovering. We need you to be the guy that Kevin Colbert is going to say we need to extend this guy because of what he's capable of, because of what he's shown us, because of the productivity that's associated with this guy's name. Tonight is your night. Do it on primetime. Everybody's watching. All your Sooner, all your your, your Cowboy fans, Oklahoma State Cowboys, not the Sooners. Yeah, don't bring them Sooners. Yeah, I don't want to disrespect you guys like that. (laughs) But everybody back home is going to be watching. No doubt. Put on for your city. Put on for the nation. Put on for still a nation and show everybody why you should be the guy going forward. Mason Rudolph against that Dolphins defense. Five-star matchup Monday, matchup number five. Now my fifth and final five-star matchup is Coach Tomlin versus himself. And here's why. We've talked about how Coach Tomlin has had a history of having trap games. We call them Tomlin games, where it's against an inferior opponent, a team that everybody feels that they should win against, a team that they are so heavily favored against that they come out a little overconfident. They underperform. They underwhelm you, and ultimately they end up losing the game. This is a game that cannot be a trap game. You cannot have your team not prepared to play tonight. This is a team that, hey, when you talk about Coach Tom and his success out of the bye week, it's phenomenal. When we talk about his record in prime time, it's phenomenal. When we talk about his record against a team as bad as the Dolphins has been, it's phenomenal. Coach T, continue on that streak. Coach T, continue to show these guys why you a bad man. Coach T, continue to show these guys why you are one of the best coaches in the league. This is your time. This is your opportunity. You are an elite level motivator. I know you got in Mason Rudolph's ear. I know he's ready to perform. I know you got this defense out there ready to perform. I know the Redskins want to pay you big time to come to them. (laughs) 
Show everybody why you are still the man here in Pittsburgh, baby. Mike Tomlin versus himself, your fifth and final five-star matchup on this game day Monday. So one more time, Arthur Motes, for the people run through the gamut there. What are your five matchups to watch this evening? Absolutely. So we have James Conner and Benny Snell versus this Dolphins defense that has struggled mightily against the run. My second matchup is Bud Dupree versus this Dolphins O-line that has used five different starting offensive line combinations through six games. Yes, I repeat that. Five different starting offensive line combinations through six games. It's crazy. The third matchup is Juju, the lit one, Smith-Schuster, versus this Dolphins secondary, in particular the banged-up Xavier Howard. This is your game. The fourth matchup, Mason Rudolph versus this Dolphins defense that can't create turnovers, they can't stop the run, they can't get off the field on third down, they're banged up in the secondary, they don't have talent. Prove to everybody why you should be the guy going forward. And the fifth and final five-star matchup is Coach T versus himself. You cannot have these guys out here not ready to go. You cannot have these guys out here sleeping at the wheel. You cannot have these guys out here saying, oh, it's too late. It's a Monday night game. I'm tired. No, you have a ton of success in primetime games, in particular primetime games in Pittsburgh. You have a phenomenal record coming out of the bye. Show everybody why you are still the man. Show everybody why. You are still one of the best coaches to ever step foot in the NFL. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Great stuff there. As always, you're used to hearing it on Fridays before games, but a little, uh, little audible. You know, little reroute. You know, little Omaha. Check, check. Here on a Monday as we bring you. In, uh, in Professor Motes' classroom for your five-star matchup Monday. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. TheBody. We've got some questions. We've got some reaction rolling in that we will get to. And you already know, before we get out of here today, we're going to make some predictions about the game as well. But get your reaction in now. Now is the time, as we've got oh, about 40 minutes or so here left on the show getting ready for a big one tonight at Heinz Field. Hopefully a... Uh, an offensive explosion and a defensive statement from your Pittsburgh Steelers. Inside the Electric Factory, you are listening to Euler Motes. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Got some breaking NFL news into the electric factory here, Motesy. Give the people what they want. In anticipation of the NFL trade deadline, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Four o'clock. The Jets just traded Leonard Williams to the Giants. Whoa. So from New York to New York. Whoa, 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 whoa. New Jersey to New Jersey. Jersey. To Jersey. (laughs) Only one New York team. Shout out to the Bills. That's true. Only one New York professional football team. That is for sure. Leonard Williams off to the Giants for a third-round pick this year, a fifth-round pick next year. Uh, that's a 
that's a fair compensa- compensation, I feel like. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. But I don't know what the Giants are doing out there, making, moving, and shaking moves. Do they really think that they're going to have a chance in that in that NFC this year to, to make, hey, a, man, make a playoff they're move? They're believing in Danny Dimes. Ooh, I don't know about that. I mean, I know they're not far off in that division. Well, but, man, I got a lot more faith in the Cowboys than I do the Giants. Well, see, my thing is with that Cowboys team, I mean, which Cowboys are you getting? It's true. Are we getting the ones that were world beaters the first couple of games? Granted, when we looked at it in retrospect, you're like, ah, okay, maybe they were taking advantage of some bad teams. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, the Jets, I thought were a good team, but they're still seeing ghosts. They're seeing so, ghosts. So I don't even know what to expect anymore, man. I don't either. But I do know that that's a, that's a trade that just happened. Again, Leonard Williams from the Jets to the Giants. So from MetLife Stadium to MetLife Stadium there for, for Leonard Williams for a third this year and a fifth next year. It'll be interesting to see what else transpires here in the next, what, now 26 and a half hours. Wow, that's good math by me. Oh, man, shout out to that W education. Until the NFL trade deadline. Uh, A a lot of interesting things happening across the the rest of the league, Motsi. Unfortunate to hear about T.J. Watt. Now, no final news in that regard, but it seems uh, maybe kind of similar to Stephon Tewitt, right? A pectoral injury. Uh, could sideline T.J. Watt for the rest of the year. No, That's no, the fear. Not T.J. Er, sorry, J.J. Hey, sorry. come on, man. You about to send Whoa, Pittsburgh into a sent, frenzy. I might have sent a mass panic across Holy the Steelers Nation. Holy cow. Hey, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Don't you wish that evil on us, Don't Ricky Bobby? Don't you wish that on me, Ricky Bobby? Wait a minute. <laughs> Jeez. J.J. Watt seemingly could, uh, could have his season ended. We're going to wait for the MRI results there. And another team that we got to at least talk about here for a minute mozi before we get back into some Steelers stuff is the cleveland browns Whew! what is going on with the browns with freddie kitchens Mm-mm. did you see that what they did on that fourth and 11 with the deliberate false start yeah we didn't want to use a timeout right here so we just take the false start and then get them back out there what i'd rather save my timeout and what? put my team out there for a fourth and 16 against the patriots defense what what is going on the only thing I like about that offense or that team in general is their running game. Yeah, Nick Chubb is good Nick when Chubb, he's not fumbling the ball. Right. I'm like, dude. But no, he's a beast. He looks really good. Particularly behind that offensive line is not very good, and he's still not at all. well. And they had to bench Greg Robinson as well. Yeah, I think that was a good move, though, man. The the I forgot the guy's name that came in for him, but he played really well. But wow. Yeah, Michael tweets me, heart just sank when you said TJ had a pectoral injury. Yeah, JJ. Man, JJ. JJ. You know, Come TJ's on. brother, JJ. You know, those, those Watt boys, you know. Uh, one last thing that I learned, I think, I don't think I know. Uh-oh, here this, we go. This past NFL weekend, yesterday, sitting around watching uh, football, 49ers are legit. Mm. They're a good team. They're well coached. Yeah. They're balanced. They handled that Panthers team that was hot with Kyle Allen. It made them look bad. I wonder if Panthers fans are still ready to kick Camp Newton out of town. Hey, and all I'm saying is uh, young Nick Bosa. Beast. I tell you what. People thought I was crazy when I said, oh, man, <laughs> that looks like defensive rookie of the year. I love what Devin's doing. He's making it tough on Devin. I love what Devin's doing. But, man, if, if we just take off the, hey, I'm a Steeler fan, I'm a Steeler alum, we take that off, Nick is doing special things over there and on a team that's what seven and oh absolutely that's hard to deny and, and a team that has l- been led by their defense yeah oh without a doubt and, and that's the thing like they're winning games nine zip seven zip like just seeing his impact is scary 
It's like I love what Devin's doing. I love Devin. I think he's going to have an awesome career. I think he's going to definitely win awards. But right now, whew, wow. Bosa. Wow. Whew. But you know what, Devin? You get the opportunity tonight on prime time, baby. That's right. You can answer tonight. How about another splash play from right. Devin? Because, see, people didn't even get to see Nick all the way because it was one of them Sunday 1 o'clock. So we talk about right. it like right. it's not the same. It's not. Not hey, the same hey, as doing it on Monday Devin, night you go when you're the only show in town. Go ahead and make you a play tonight, man. Do a couple splash things, man. That conversation goes right back to you. Just the NFC in general yeah, right now. Man. Packers look really good. Saints look really good. The and, Rams and are your, looking better. The Niners. Your boy Aaron Rodgers starting to turn the corner a little bit. Maybe. You know, when we were talking about him having his struggles early in the year, which right. was true, maybe there wasn't maybe we didn't give him enough benefit of the doubt in the sense that I, I was I forget who I was listening to driving in. Uh, no, it was on Good Morning Football this morning. They brought mm-hmm. this point up. It's the first time in his NFL career that he had to learn a new offense, a new system. True. He had Mike McCarthy his entire tenure. Absolutely. And so maybe it was fair to give him a little benefit of the doubt and expect him that it would take a couple weeks to to learn the new offense, the new scheme, what he's being asked to do. Well, man, it certainly looks like he's figured it out. Oh, yeah, man. He, he's, he's back to being A.A. Ron. That's the guy I like. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that's my fantasy quarterback. Mm-hmm. Keep the points that's, racking that's up, That's the baby. guy, my boy. You talk a lot about my boy. That's, that nah, that's, that's not your boy. Your boy is, the, is TB. Yeah, and not, and not yeah Terry, Terry Bradshaw, and not number Terry 12. Uh, uh, my boy CW11, uh, he was doing some damage oh, up in your old house whatever. this past weekend. He finally has a good game, and now he's going to pray. He wasn't even the guy. It was the running back. I know. Miles yeah. Sanders. Miles Sanders. Like, where, where, where did you come from? Ooh, wow. I'll tell you where he came from. Saquon Shadow. That's yeah, where he clearly. came from, but good like, for him. Wow. Uh, Packers, Saints, collision course for the NFC Championship game, or the Niners, the Rams, there's still some other teams that could could have some say. That Niners team, man, they're balling. They're, <sighs> they're doing it how we talked about the Bears last year. The Bears are losing those games this year that they were winning last year because of their defense. That Niners team, though. <sighs> and, and let's be real. I like this Niners team more than the Bears team last year because Garoppolo, even though we don't know how good he is, he's a way better quarterback oh, no than Trubisky. No doubt. And that's what we know for sure. Like, and I think that's why I'm a lot more confident in this Niners team and them going on further because we know that Garoppolo does have the potential to be an elite-level quarterback. He just hasn't shown it consistently yet. Whereas Trubisky, you know, okay, he's not that type of guy. His ceiling is The ceiling isn't the roof for him. You want to know something funny? Talk about it. That'll, make, that'll put a smile on Steeler Nation's put face on this, on this beautiful on this afternoon. You know who has a worse passer rating right now than Mitch Trubisky? Oh, man. Baker Mayfield. Mr. Dangerous himself. I'm so dangerous. Keep Mr. That, Mr. Keep I'm going to be in every commercial. Mr. Keep that same keep energy. Keep that energy. Oh, you, you're going to get fired and take that job with the Bengals? Oh, no, I'm not going to shake your hand. Yeah, you're the bad guy. Mitch Trubisky, better passer rating than the number one overall draft pick two years ago, one Baker Mayfield. Wow. You hate to see it. Things things you hate to see. Uh, one other thing as it kind of relates to the trade deadline and maybe this bigger picture, but getting back to the Steelers here that I wanted to ask you about. There's been some chatter this weekend, and I, I saw it again today. I was reading it this morning in some of, some of the papers. You know, I like to get up and read the papers. Gas to read the papers. Is tonight perhaps um, last chance saloon for Dante Moncrief to make a play? And I ask that because with the trade deadline tomorrow, right? That's the final chance to 
impact the comp- compensatory pick algorithm, if you will, right? So we all know how that works. Your compensatory picks based on right losing players like Lev Bell and LJ Ford, but, but you sign guys like Moncrief and Steven Nelson. Right. There is a chance with LJ Ford being cut that if the Steelers keep Moncrief, they might not get any compensatory. They, yeah, they won't get, the they won't pick. get a compensatory Correct. pick, and yes. they've been kind of banking on that pick with them trading their third round pick right as part of the Devin Bush package. Do you think there's any chance that it could be last chance saloon for uh, Moncrief, or do you think if they were gonna if they were ready to punt on him, they would have done so already? I honestly think if they were gonna do it, they would have done it already. I don't think they would. Wait One to game this. tonight's not yeah. gonna sway their opinion, right? Because if that was the case, you could. I mean, you had numerous opportunities to part ways with them when they weren't sure. dressing him in particular, right? So it wasn't as if he was out there getting a ton of reps, and you're just kind of like, ah, oh, he's just not good. You set him down. And had him out there carrying him on the active roster without him being in a uniform, a healthy scratch. So with that being said, if you were going to get rid of him, you would have been done that, regardless of what the position of your receivers looked like at that particular point. Yeah, I'm with you. So I I don't think – I think personally the Steelers might not even be banking on getting that comp pick hmm. like that. I feel like us as fans and us as media, we put a lot more stake into that. But I think – the Steelers differ. Like, when you looked at the Ravens, how they cut Justin uh, Justin Bethel, who is a phenomenal special teams player because they wanted the compensatory pick. But then you look at New England, and they're kind of like, we don't care about that pick. Give me the player. Right. I think Steelers are more on par with New England in that regard in terms of not caring so much about a compensatory pick and more so about who they think can help this team win or not. And I think that's why we probably won't see any movement with him. I think you're right. I think part of why, too, you talk about how it's something we discuss as fans and media. I think part of that is just because we're so used to the Steelers always having all their draft picks. Right, absolutely. Now we're like, okay, well, you don't have one in the first, you don't have one in the third, you got to go get, gotta go get a third round gotta pick. got to get a guy. Get, get, get rid of Moncrief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even, I know James Washington's shoulder's a little iffy, I know that, but still, get rid of him. Come it's on. just treading, uh, treading waters that we don't very often navigate around very these parts. True. Or how we're still getting the conversation of, all right, should we, should we trade some more? Should we make some more moves? Get some draft picks back? Like... That's just what it's like right now for the Steelers, man. You want to chime in? You want to give us your predictions for tonight? Last chance to get them in here on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. TheBody. When we return. Show me the money. Show me the money! It's time for some prediction. I don't want to call it our full get that paper segment. I know, but I want to say we got to get the but paper. But we got to get the paper. We'll give gots you our final that. score prediction for tonight, how that relates to the spread, and in absence of our normal pick that we do, Motsi, right? I have got three ironclad predictions Uh-oh. about tonight's game. Uh-oh. That I'll I run past wait. you and Steelers Nation as well. We will show you the money. We'll get that paper. We'll do some predictions as well as take your reaction when we return. One more segment to go inside the electric factory on a game day. It's Euler and Motes. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Time for some predictions. Time for some paper getting before we get out of here. But before we give our fearless predictions and how tonight will turn out, 
We've got a good question here on the Twitter.com, Motsi. Uh-oh. Uh, we haven't been asked this before. Antonio chimes in here. He says, what does it take to become a good friend of the show like Jordan Dangerfield and Brian <laughs> Man, well, let's see. You first have to come in and do a segment with us. Yeah. That, that's mandatory in person, not, not over the phone lines. Right. You got to come hang out with us. Right. We got to see, you know, see what you bring to the table. And then mm-hmm. from there, man, that's how you become a good friend. And you have to be a repeat Yes. Visitor. It can't right. be a one and done. Like that's not a that's not a friend. That's just like a like a neighbor. Yeah, you know, not even a neighbor. It's like an acquaintance, just, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but like you got the power grid on lock. To be in the power grid, you just got to call them when the phone lines are available. Tweet us. Hopefully they'll happen soon. Otherwise, I'm yeah. gonna give out Wes's phone. <laughs> I'm gonna give out <laughs> his plug, number. Plug my cell phone into the soundboard here and, and see it, what and we it can will manage. make it work. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, tweeting is a great way to be a part of the power grid. But to be a good friend of the show, it's tough. You got to pull up on us. You got to come. Invita- it's invitation only, you know. It's it a very is. exclusive list. It's kind of like getting an invite to the White House. Like you don't just stumble across that invite. You can I don't even, you you can't just ask to get invited to the White House. You got to be invited. You can't just say, "Hey, can I go to the White House?" No. Right. It's like it's like a Augusta, you know, yeah. Augusta National Golf Club in Georgia. Absolutely. Doesn't matter how much money you have. You no. can't buy your way onto that course. Not at all, man. You can't man. buy your way into the show. You might drive by the studio, but you can't get to the studio without an invitation. And, and it can't be from me either. It's got to be from yours truly, Wesley Euler. It's true. Wes is the, the head honcho. He's because Moats is too friendly, you know? Like, Moats wouldn't be a good doorman, you know? I, I wouldn't. A, everybody an establishment gets in. or at a bar or anything everybody like gets that. Moats would be letting everybody in. There'd be no guest list. I can't say no to anybody. <laughs> but, but Wes told me I had to put my foot down and we could only have a certain amount. That's right. No oh, new friends. No new friends. That's what he told me. We take new power grid all the time. Oh, yeah, the power grid. We got to kiss. That gives the show energy. That gives the show legs. Right. That's, y'all, that's y'all job out there. You know? Somebody got to hold down the power grid. We'll see, though. I'm sure eventually, maybe not this year, but maybe next year, we'll add to our friends list. Yeah, well, you know what? Just pull up on Wes next time he's in the training camp. You know, just pull up on him with the good oh. hair. Hop on with him. Yeah, have a little fun. It's true. Yeah. That is, that is a chance to see us out in our natural environment and come yeah. say hello. Absolutely, <laughs> Wes is always there. I am. All, I'm. I'm always everywhere. It's just, yeah. just too. Yeah, just too much going on. Your boy like, never sleeps here. From, we're, we're not, we're from July Waldo. until the combine in February. You got Where's Waldo? Then you got Where's Wes? <laughs> oh man, I'm on the Crowley Show today. I might be on the Madden Show. I might be doing some some pregame. I got some postgame. I might be taking the phone calls. I might be on the, on the mic. This is whatever. Speaking know? of which, yeah, I'm glad you reminded me to plug that. I'll be doing the Crowley Show today from four to seven. <laughs> Come on, man, I do this. So if you want more good stiller talk, join me from four to seven on ESPN Pittsburgh. I'll be live from Mullins down there on the North Shore. So Ooh. here's what you do, because Motsi's going to be down there tailgating as well. You know how I you do. swing by Mullins at four o'clock. You say hello to me, and then you just walk down the street a little bit over to the Red Lots, and you see Motsi there. Bam. There it's that go. simple. You can you can Red get the power grid. You can on the same block almost. You hey, can come no see. Question. <laughs> you could come inside the electric factory. Come uh, come hang out as power grid members. So we'll be down there today if you uh, if you want to come say hello. All right, Motsi. We got to get to our predictions here. But before one more time by popular demand, before we get out of here. Uh oh, here we go. Give the people what they want. Speaking of here we go, it's time for our here we go song, Miami edition. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. Here we go. To the Steelers. 
Here we go. Town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. Here we go. The Steeler Nation has the best fans. We are from Pittsburgh, the six time Super Bowl champs. Gets on West. Gets on West. Yeah, the bye week was lots of fun. Here we go. But natter serious work to be done. Here we go. Another win. That's all that we wish. Uh-huh. Come Monday night, it's time to stomp on some fish. Here we go. Squish him, squish him. Talk to him, Wes. Give him that verse two, verse two. Here it is. We know Miami is trying to tank. They in the tank. Win list through seven. That's where they rank. That's where they rank there, baby. They seen a real exodus of talent. Woo. Come Monday night, Mink is dropping the mallet. Here we go. Boom. That's the mallet dropping. Boom. All right, strong finish here. Here it is. Get it to West. Get it what they need, West. It's showtime. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, baby. We know Miami's a bad sports time. Town. They got beaches and sun all around. We don't even like sun. But what they'll need Monday night is some ice. Cause oh. after they come to Pittsburgh, they'll be rethinking their lives. Oh, yeah. Here we go. There it is, West. There it is. Woo! Squish the fish! Squish him! Squish him! the fish! Making some sushi tonight in Hinesfield. Mr. Moats, Professor Moats. All right, what do you think? On a scale of 1 to 10, what kind, what grade do I get? Come there? on, man. You always off the charts, man. I love that one right there, man. I felt the energy. Yes. I felt the lyricism. Yes. Anytime you can rhyme talent. With mallet, <laughs> little Wayne would be proud of me on that. Oh, one. without a doubt, man. It's it gets the people going. You know what else gets the people going? Uh oh, that NFL films music. Uh-oh. You better do it. What it's time. You better do it to get that paper. Show me the money. Show me the money. Oh, got to get the paper. So just to give everybody a a reset here, right? Through seven weeks of the NFL football season, because Moats and I didn't have picks this past week, because Motsi was getting his shine on down at James Ah, oh, Stop it. So through seven weeks, 21-13-1 by both of us. I got to say, that's a pretty good number there. If, if you're listening to us, if you're following us, we're showing you the money. You're true. Get, you're getting that paper. So, Arthur Motes, before we get to our official predictions for today, I've got three predictions for you, right? All right, I'm ready. Let With, hear like, it. not score predictions, like things that will happen throughout the course of the game. And I want to see if you say yay or nay. First one, Vince Williams is going to get himself a sack tonight. Oh, absolutely. Coach Tomlin talked about how we'll have a rover package on some possession downs where essentially Vince will act as the fourth rusher. Vince Williams is getting himself a sack tonight. That's bold prediction number one. I love that, man. I don't even think that's bold. I think bold would say he's getting two sacks. Ooh. And when you look at the running backs in protection, huh. Leaves you wanting a lot more. When you look at this offensive line and their protection, leaves you wanting a lot more. And you know Bench loves to get sacks. You might say this one's not so bold as well, but I don't know. Dolphins never lead the game tonight. 
Steelers lead from start to finish. Dolphins never in the lead this evening. So this is my only concern. What if they come out and get a field goal? Right. Or, or I look at how when I take the game back to last week with the Bills, and I love their defense, but how Fitzpatrick was able to get some things going. Their offense struggled a little bit early on. Just some turnovers and stuff like that. I know this is Mason's first game back from his injury. Does the offense go to a slow start? And does the defense potentially come out just a little flat just because the bye week plus the extended day wait until prime time? So I'm not as confident with that one, but they do get the job done going away. Last one here before we get to our game score predictions. I think Steelers fans are going to be wanting more from Mason after the game. And I don't think that's because the Steelers are going to put handcuffs on him. I'm predicting that because the Steelers are going to jump out to such an early lead, kind of like what we talked about earlier, that Mason isn't going to need to throw the ball around. They aren't going to want to air it out. We'll see a little bit of that in the first half. I expect a big splash play from Mason, hopefully with Juju, but I expect a big link up. But I do think we'll be sitting here tomorrow, right? And Steeler fans will be saying, oh, man, I wish they would have let Mason pile it on a little bit more. Not because they needed to, but just because that's something that somebody wants to see. But the Steelers come out, they get to an early lead, and they, they play it close to the chest the rest of the way. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I am hoping that it works out like that for multiple reasons. For my fantasy team in particular, I need Juju to have Get one of those big-time receptions, touchdowns, and things like that, ton of yards, because he's my receiver, and I'm down, I think, 40 points. He's my receiver. You know who my running back is? Benny Snell. Ooh. So I'm going to need Benny. Showtime. So I'm going to need Juju to get his early, and I need Benny to have one of those games on the ground like he did his last time out versus Dolphins defense that's been struggling. I need both of those guys to step up in a big way to make my life easier. Oh, and you know who my tight end is? Vance McDonald. Let's go. So I'm going to need Vance to get some action in there as well, all right? That's for my personal reasons. I need all that thing. I'm to starting happen. Mason tonight in fantasy football as See? well, too. So there we go, man. So you mm-hmm. need Mason to ball out. In for, in for Patrick Mahomes for me. So you need Mason to ball out. I need Juju, Vance, and Benny Snow to ball well, out we so go. we could both have successful Let's nights link up. in fantasy. If y'all love us, y'all will take care of us. If you care about us, y'all will make these bold predictions realities. Please help us. Please help us. Our our friend Rebecca Litwinovich here. Oh, the littest woman who, I you know. know. She loves our Steelers song. She says, I can't even with Mozi's sound effects. The <laughs> dolphin sound was on point until it sounded like a puppy dying. It, see, that's what it's supposed she, to sound like. She said, she said, Wes, maybe you should help Lev Bell out with some lyrics. Oh, man. <laughs> I like it. Hey, I'll ghost right for Lev. Hey, man, you got the juice, bro. You can slide me a little cash on the side. I won't I tell think, anybody. I think he has a surplus in that department, so we'll be all right. If you ever see on, you know, if Lev releases tracks and then in the credits you see Wes Mantooth on there, mm. that'd be my ghostwriter name, you know, West if I was ever going to ghostwrite. I like that. I don't even want to know where that name came from. Anchorman. Oh, oh, Remember Vince okay, Vaughn's okay. character in Anchorman? Okay, okay. I was like, oh, where, where are you going with this thing? I that like would be that. my ghostwriter name if I ever okay. if I ever got to that point. You know? Okay. Now, if I was like writing lyrics for Drake yeah, yeah. on the side, but like he didn't that. want my name out there, West Man Tooth. You, you could just call me like Arthur B. Rabbit. Ooh, I like it. You know? I like it. Mom yeah. Spaghetti? Huh. Vomit? What? All right, who's going first here? I think we both have the Steelers winning. But what's your score prediction and do they cover? The you spread, want me to go first? Is the spread you? still 14? Spread's still 14. Woo! Well, you know what? We got to keep tradition alive. The tradition is you always go first, okay. especially when we're talking about getting the paper. 
So here we go. Uh, Steelers. Steelers win. Steelers win comfortably. Okay. Now, I don't know if this is a cop out, but I keep coming back to this score. I've thought it all week, and mm. I want to change my mind. And I know. Steelers are up twenty-four to three late, right? And they've been leading comfortably in the whole game. And at this point, maybe TJ's getting a little rest. Bud's getting a little rest. Hayden's getting a little rest. Maybe even Cam Hayward's getting a little rest. The Dolphins score a touchdown in the last four minutes of the game. Twenty-four to ten is the final. So they push on mm. the money line. Steelers win by 14, push on the money line, 24 to 10. That's my prediction. With a late, late backdoor touchdown by the Dolphins. How do you even predict a push? Come like, on, man. You can't predict a push. I just did. First one all season. No, that's cheating. I like, just did. Oh, my God. I just did. You're either with them or you are against them, my friend. You can't predict a push. What type of nonsense is this? I'm predicting that they – it's a 14-point win, and we're good. Well, you know, the line did open at 13 and a half. I don't want to hear that, man. Are we taking 13 and a half, or are we going 14? You want to go 13 and a half? Then I'll say the Steelers cover. Okay, if you're going 13 and a half, well, let's do that then. Let's do half points, because anyways, I don't like this possibility of pushing in the first place. I don't like it either. So, do you do you think we should do 13 and a half or 14 and a half? Let's, let's do, let's do 14 here. and a half. Okay. 14 and then half. I'm going Steelers 24-10. And the Dolphins would cover by a half a point. All right. Steelers win by 14, 24 to 10. Good. So you're saying that the Steelers will not cover. Or the Steelers if we're will going not, with 14 and a half. We're right. going 14 and a half. Right, we're going 14 and a half. So okay. the Steelers will lose the spread. Correct. Win Dolph- the game, well, lose Dolphins, the spread. Dolphins, yeah. Dolphins will cover. Dolphins will cover. Yes. I have it similar. I have the Steelers winning the game, Dolphins covering the spread. Okay. I don't think it's going to be 24 to 10, which you said. I think it's going to have a little bit more in terms. Of, I, I see it being 24 17. Okay. And just because I know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is capable of doing when he gets hot, and I know he's coming off of a very successful performance versus the Dolphins. Granted, it didn't end the way they wanted, but they have been playing really well the past couple of weeks. So with that being said, I think that plays a role in it. And when I'm thinking about how much T.J. Watt we're going to see, the loss of Stephon to it, I don't know if they get off to a slow start defensively, but I'm just a little concerned that, hey, they're going to be able to score a little bit and not, like I said, not make it worse a close game. Like you'll never be in danger of the Dolphins right. winning. It won't be in danger, but it just, from an optics standpoint, when you look at the final score, it won't be one of those, oh, man. Steelers won by 40 points. Right, I don't think it's going to be like that. That'll do it for today's show. We'll see how it all plays Trying out. To pick a push. Boy, where are you from? Listen, that's, a, that's such a West Virginia 24, type 10. thing. 24 to listen I I you know I I don't let Vegas influence how I think the game's going to turn out and I kept coming back to 24-10 all week but I, I like what we did there. Yeah man it's a compromise a healthy compromise. I like what we did there. We appreciate everybody who tweeted the show today. We really do. Always fun with your participation. No show tomorrow as we'll have the Coach Tomlin press conference here on SNR at noon. But Motsi and I will be back with you on Wednesday. As always, same time, same place. Your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Here we go. Steelers Nation Radio. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Time to start stacking some wins tonight against those fish. Reminder, if you want to see Motsi, you'll be in the red lot. Yes, red lot 5A. If you want to see me, I'll be at Mullins. We're right down the street from each other starting at 4 o'clock. And, and major Come shout out hello. to our boy Wesley Euler, man, producing the show on the ones and twos. Phenomenal job as always. <laughs> I'll talk to you in tonight, uh, 4 to 7 on ESPN Pittsburgh as well. If you want some more stellar talk, you can join me there. We'll talk to you on Wednesday inside the Electric Factory as always. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR.